0: the love hope and stories. My name is Jennifer Mosquera and I have my friend Misty Drake here with me co-hosting this month of episodes. Hi Misty. Hi. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Do you want to um, tell people where you are?
1: Sure. I am in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm currently hiding away in my office. <laughs> <laughs> On is your Drake lunch break. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: And I'm in Dallas, Texas. I don't know, I felt like we've been doing this for a couple weeks now and Obviously, we're not in the same room. We're on a phone conversation recording this, but I just thought it'd be neat for people to know that we're long-distance friends, and it's possible to have a friendship over the telephone, right?
1: Yes, it is, and a strong
0: one. (laughs) Yes, and a strong one. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope that you go back and listen to some of the past episodes, especially the last two, because we are in a series right now called Be Strong September. And just to quickly catch everybody up, the show in general is about love, it's about hope, and it's about stories. But I felt like just for this September getting ready to wind down the end of the year, like let's end the year on a really strong note. And um, Misty and I this summer were talking about getting healthy and eating different. Misty, you remember this phone call that we I had do. where we were talking about a few things and I talked you into doing a Whole30 with me. Yes,
1: you
0: did. <laughs> And Misty's response to that was, I think we're going to need to read some Bible to go along yeah. with that to keep me on track. Do you remember?
1: Yes, I do, clearly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so we've decided to partake in the September Whole30. If you don't know what that is, you can go to our website or you can go to Whole30.com. I mean, or you can ask a friend because it seems like the whole world knows what Whole30 is at this point. But um, we are taking a more spiritual stance when we're doing this Whole30. It's not just about dieting or eliminating things from our diet. We are really wanting our spirits and our souls and our bodies to be strong, like all of us to be strong. So we are reading Philippians and Colossians and we have a Facebook group that we would love for you to just jump in. I know it's the middle of the month, but just jump in anyway. You will get so much out of it. So our first, our focus is to really be strong in all areas. And we started this whole series just with the realization that in order to be strong, we have to recognize our need first. We have to recognize the weak areas of our life that need strengthening, and then we just surrender all of those parts of our life to Jesus. That's really the foundation that we're building this house of strongness on. And then last week, we talked about being strong in our spirit, spending time in the Word of God. Misty, you did such an incredible job of talking about the importance of prayer and worshiping, but also being planted in his house, which is the church, which is his body. And then just the aspect of serving. So, before we talk about our minds today, how has the last couple of weeks been for you, Misty?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I kind of initially built it up for myself that it was going to be hard. It was going to be a struggle. This is going to be difficult for me based off of like my past interactions with like diet or discipline, really is the. The word for me. And so because of my track record with the lack of long-term success for disciplining my food choices, health choices, or even the practice of spiritual disciplines, I was a little nervous about the commitment to this process because there was a whole nother level of accountability in that we're doing a podcast and we're (laughs) going to be doing a Facebook group and like I know you really well, you're one of my really close friends, been a mentor for a long time, and so there's a level of, I want to perform well, or I want to do well, Mm -hmm. you know, in this, and so I think in all of that, like, my initial response was to be a little nervous, or even think, I don't don't think I can do this, or I'm just going to try, and then there was a small voice in the back of my mind, or maybe in the front of my mind at some point, that was like, you're going to fail, and so, I think for me, that's how I how I expected to start it, because that was kind of like the first few weeks leading up to the actual September. And then the weekend before we all got started, I was kind of like, you know what, like, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter if I try and fail. Every day is a new day. Like, it's going to be great. And what's funny about all that is it really has not been that bad. Really, I'm shocked to say that because I've had a great time. I've had zero problem with the eating, or the restrictions in eating food. I it has been probably the smoothest transition to changing an approach to the food I choose to put in my body. And I don't know if there's a supernatural grace.
0: <laughs> there, must so twice right <laughs> there must be right now. There must be.
1: Yeah, normally, um, like, everyone's like, you're pro- you might get sick, you know, your body's detoxing, and so you may feel this way, and, I mean, there was one day where I was kind of a little off, but I was kind of attributing that to, like, the change in weather, and, like, you know, like, uh, when I'm super busy, my body tends to, like, pushback and, and, you know, like allergy kind of symptoms, but regardless. So I think for me, it's been the healthiest form of discipline that I've ever chosen to engage in as far as mental, spiritual, and physical change for my body. And then I think pairing it with the spiritual side of things really has been the kicker for me and the thing that's different because I never really engaged in disciplining my spirit the same time I was my body or my mm. food choices. And so I think for me it's actually been great. Like I've not have not felt hungry. I've not felt deprived. I have loved every food item that I've prepared to put in my body. So like I'm enjoying what I'm eating, but most of all in my mind, I feel happy with how I'm fueling my body. I don't feel ashamed. I don't feel guilt. I don't feel Fear of what this is going to do to me or keep me another day away from meeting a goal of being healthier. So, I think every day that comes, yes, there are things that I've eliminated from my diet because I've chosen to let go of that for right now to see what happens to me physically. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've found so far is I'm happier emotionally, I'm happier in my mind with the choices that I'm making, and I feel free and that's wow. different me because i've never felt free whenever it comes to my body and i remember talking to you like that was my one of my biggest hopes was and biggest challenges coming up in the future cuz i feel great where i'm planted in my home church i feel great where i'm planted in my profession i feel great where i'm planted in my friend group or my circle of people that i'm i'm mentoring or leading and i feel great in all of those areas, but I'd always felt fear or felt bound when it came to being unhappy with my body and Mm -hmm. what I think everyone else thinks about my body or my health, and I remember telling you, like, that's one of the biggest reasons why, when my summer was over, I wanted to focus on getting my body physically healthy, not by the world standards, not by every magazine standard right. or, you know, fitness instructor or food nutritionist standard. But what does Misty and God have to say about the health of, of my body? So that's kind of, I've been, I felt great about it. So that's kind of how it's been for me.
0: That's so but exciting. I'm
1: probably not the same for everybody else. So I'm sorry if that's not, uh, what everyone else is going through, but my prayer is that we would be able to reach that point. And I think that's probably the goal for us for sure by the end of it, but also of, you know, the people who maybe invented Whole30 was that we have that kind of change. So.
0: Well, I'm on the opposite spectrum <laughs> <laughs> because it has not been lovely for me. I'm so excited to hear you say that. I, I truly, I'm really happy that you are, that this is working out, that I talked you into something that you are enjoying and not like, cursing me under your breath yeah. at every, you know, meal. Um, but this, this weekend was really rough. I sent you a text that was like, I just want to yep. go get a donut. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> I want to leave my family and I want to go to the store and get a donut. The whole process of Whole30 is that you eat healthy meats, you eat vegetables, you eat fruit, and you eat healthy fats. And that's it. The big thing for me is you eliminate sugar. And okay. I think this weekend, like I took such long naps on Saturday and Sunday. It was like, I could not keep my eyes open
1: Uh and
0: thank the Lord that my husband was, I don't know, accommodating to watching the (laughs) children because they would have been left to themselves. I just could not keep my eyes open. And I realized like in Whole30 land, they call it kill all the things like uh-huh. you just that's how you feel. You just want to kill everything. Like every get yeah. everybody get out of my way. And then you want to <laughs> eat all the things. Like that's the cousin to kill yeah. all the things is to eat all the things. And that's exactly how I felt. Like Jackson said, "Mommy, let's go get some ice cream." And I was like no one would have to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have to tell Misty. I don't have to podcast about that. You know, like yeah. we went to a little kid's birthday party, Jackson's friends' birthday party last uh Thursday night and one of the The ladies there said, Jennifer, do you want a cupcake? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And they're like, I I thought you were on Whole30. I'm like, well, if you knew that, why didn't you ask me? (laughs) You know. They say in Whole30, the way your body reacts during the detoxing stage is kind of an indication of the condition your body was in before you started the elimination. Uh And it's just such an eye opener to me when something as simple as sugar is taken away, how our bodies are dependent on that. It translates spiritually also, you know, any kind of fast that we do, which is basically like if the people of Whole30 were sold right. out Jesus-believing Christians, they would call this the Whole30 fast. Right. <laughs> I truly believe agreed. that.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Because when you take certain things away, it just opens up our spirit. It opens up our life to see what we're dependent on other than Jesus. And I wrote a post in a Facebook group this week, just as a realization of Man, anything we put in front of Christ makes us anti-cross. Like reading in Philippians, that's what Paul talks about. And he was talking about a few other like specific things. But for me, you know, translating an ancient text to my current 2018 life, it just made me pause and think, Jennifer, if you are putting this much concentration into what you're eating or sugar or are you being anti-cross? Is Jesus enough for you? Yeah. And it really, it, it all begins in our mind, getting through yeah. these 30 days of not eating sugar. And I know doing this last year, by the end of the 30 days, you really don't even miss sugar. Like I know that that's where I'm going because I've experienced it before. And you can really taste your food so much better when your, your palate is cleansed. Um, from all the toxins and things that we eat in our processed food. And you can really taste the the natural sweetness that God created in our food. Um, mm-hmm. So knowing that helps me to be like, Jennifer, this will pass. Just get through the day, you know, maybe yes. go to bed early or just give yourself a rest, you know, just stay on task though. And it really like, that's what we're talking about today is it, it, being strong in our mind and what that means. Everything we do, every action we take always starts with a thought. So for this, this idea of mind, I'm thinking about be strong in my heart, be strong in my soul, be strong in my attitudes, my resolve, my emotions, like any of that part of me. Just be strong in my person, in who I am on the inside. So it really just comes down to discipline, you know, being mindful, thinking about what we're thinking really, is what we're talking about today. So Proverbs 23, 7 goes right along with this. It says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Like, where your thoughts go is where you will go as a person, as an individual. And then Romans 12, you brought this up a couple weeks now. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, which would be so easy for us to do, where we just go along with whatever our emotions are saying to us, whatever our bodies are craving, you know. Um, at the time don't do that he's uh, what Paul says instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind any part of our life that we see needs to have a makeover it all starts with our with our mind yeah it does so talking about a strong mind we um came up with a list of a couple things you want to go first what you think a strong mind is
1: Sure. So um, I think we uh, really feel like when we think about what a strong mind is, um, kind of in line with what we were talking about uh, the last couple of weeks is a surrendered mind. Mm -hmm. So Psalms 1914 says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so we're submitting our mouth and the things that we're saying and the things that we're thinking about in our mind, because if our, our mind is tied to our heart, then mm-hmm. his prayer here, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable to you. That really means our mind has to be lined up and that thinking um, has to be lined up. So we're surrendering what we're thinking and what we're saying to God.
0: When I was in college, I heard somebody say, I don't know where I got this from, but this idea of when you're getting ready in the morning, you know, you're putting on lipstick or brushing your teeth, just having that routine of saying, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you today. Like as I'm cleansing my mouth, as I'm preparing for the day, you prepare my heart and the meditations that I have, like it's a, that is a discipline in itself, but it's a really good practice that. I don't always do, but I try to remember to do that. That's what that verse makes me think of.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah. And
1: then it also brings up another scripture um, where Paul is writing a letter to the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says the weapons that we fight are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so there the emphasis is taking every thought captive, making it obedient to Christ, meaning we're surrendering it to Christ. And so instead of letting our thoughts kind of run rampant or getting caught up in a thought that will then be paired with an emotion, especially for women, Mm -hmm. we don't want to let those things have us bound. We want to bind them, we want to take them captive. So instead of your actions and reactions and your emotions and feelings being held prisoner, essentially, we are taking those thoughts that produce those emotions and feelings and holding them prisoner because we're submitting them to Christ in obedience and in surrender.
0: Yeah, when I am when I have an issue. And I stop and I think, okay, what does the word of God say about this? Like I've talked before on the podcast about that in my personal life with infertility. You know, I was so consumed with what I thought about it and what I saw happening in my life. But then I stopped and thank you, Jesus, for leading me to your word of what you, what he said about it. And just yeah. making myself, my thought to be captive to not what I want to think, what I'm feeling but what he has already said about it and what the truth of it is you know uh-huh. I also think about a guarded mind is a really yeah. strong mind like in Proverbs four twenty three, he talks about guarding our heart because it's the wellspring of life like it's the source of every other part of us uh-huh. that same thing about what we just said with the thoughts everything starts with the thought and if we guard that we we pay attention to that then our life is going to go better and then in Ephesians, which we're throwing out a lot of scripture, you can go to our yeah. website and get all these scripture verses. This is a kind of a long one, but I think we should read the whole thing. Paul says, "I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I mean to me that is just like when you guard yourself in Christ Jesus and who he is and his love for you. Like his love is so powerful. That's really where all of our knowledge in this life starts with is when we're rooted and grounded and established in his love that he loves us. I feel like that just creates such a, a guard, like such a safety net for us that our minds can really rest in that.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, also talking about strong mind, uh, it makes me think of a peaceful mind. And so Isaiah 26 tells us that you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. And when I think about that statement, I really feel like the Holy Spirit was asking me a question last week. What does trusting me really look like? What does trusting Mm -hmm. me really mean? And as I spent some time in prayer and meditation, the next thought that I feel like the Holy Spirit introduced to me was like, it means saying I'm willing. Yeah. Just looking at him and saying like, I'm submitting these thoughts to you, I'm taking these thoughts captive, I'm, you know, renewing my mind by your word, and so when I make that choice, then your word tells me that you will keep my mind in perfect peace, because I'm trusting in you, so I'm willing to wait on you, I'm willing to believe in the things that I can't see mm-hmm. right now, so it makes me think of that, and then I also think it leads me to kind of what our theme One of our theme verses from this last weekend was you and I have elected to kind of memorize scripture Mm -hmm. so that it's not just something we're reading every day, but it's something we're really depositing within ourselves. And so um, Philippians 4, 6 is, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. And I want to stop there because I love that Paul emphasizes first. Yes, you're going to take everything to God in prayer, but before you submit your request to him or you ask anything of him, you're going to be thankful first. Mm -hmm. And so he reminds us to like, with thanksgiving, like giving him thanks, um, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which will pass all understanding or our human ability um, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
0: Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite verses of all time. Like, I think it's probably the first verse When I think about my younger life, you know, my one of the first verses that I chose to memorize all on my own, like I read it and then I was like, this is so good and so helpful in everyday life. I'm going to put this to memory. Just being protected again and just we can live in peace even when life is chaotic. We can live in peace. Yes. I feel like we're talking about just living a consistent life. Even when things come to us, you know, there's shocks. There are unexpected things that happen. There are tragedies that come. I mean, we happen to be recording this on 9 11, and I remember exactly where I was, like everybody else. You know, like there are things that come to us that we have no control over, and we have to respond in some way. When we have a strong mind and we are remaining in Christ, we're abiding in Him, like John 15 talks about. There's a consistency that can be in our life um, that we can draw from that's not of ourselves. It's from the Holy Spirit. It's from Jesus. And I think that's something that people will look at when there is a tragedy that somebody can say, man, you're, so, you're such a strong person. How do you go through something like that? You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's just a consistency that the Holy Spirit is always with us that we can always draw from. And man, Lord, that's a prayer of mine. Like, help me to be more consistent. Help me to draw from you even more. Help me to abide in you even more. Where I have that steady confidence and I'm not afraid when things happen, but I know that I have the hope in Jesus Christ. I am loved by God and there is nothing in this world that can come to me that can ever take that away, you know, and just having that consistent life is really, really powerful.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um, it makes me think of the scripture, Proverbs eight fourteen, and I love this scripture. This is, um, something that I, um, thoroughly enjoy. And I actually love Proverbs because you get a lot of really cool things um, <laughs> like this, but, um, Proverbs 8, 14 says common sense and success belong to me. Yes. In- insight <laughs> and strength are mine. And I just love that because, you know, Sometimes in my profession, it may feel like common sense is just kind of gone away. I think in the world, Missy. (laughs) But it really makes me, that's one of the things that um, we tend to talk about a lot is, okay, use critical thinking, use your common sense, you know. And so I just love the scripture because as a believer, like, you know, whoever, uh, you know, I didn't look up whoever penned this, you know, in the mm-hmm. book of Proverbs, but to, just to be able to say common sense and success belong to me. Like, if I just make that statement to other people, it may sound arrogant, you know, but right. as a believer, mm-hmm. that is a truth. That I need to remind myself when my mind, maybe maybe I'm doubting my ability, but I can lean on this scripture that says, no, you know what? Let me combat that thought that was holding me captive. Let me surrender that to Christ and let me apply what he says about that. He tells me that common sense and success belong to me.
0: You were telling yep. me something before we started recording that was really, really good.
1: Yes. Talking about
0: insight and strength are mine. Like those are, that's a promise that we have. Maybe yeah. I don't have it currently in my life, but it is is—it is a promise that I can reach out for and I can have insight and I can have strength. I can have common sense. You know, I can have success in these moments. And you were talking something about sight that was just so good. What was it?
1: Yeah, I was um, doing my devotion this morning. And so one of the questions presented was from Philippians 4 and 8, um, which I know we're going to talk a lo- about a little bit later, but essentially... In that scripture, Paul's saying, whatever is true, honest, just, pure, and lovely, or of good report, that's what you need to be thinking on. And so the writer of the devotional study was like, you know, that really God is the only one who has the ability to be true, honest, just, to be pure, mm-hmm. to be lovely, to be commendable, or to do things that are commendable, you know, without sin or blemish. And so there was a question posed there, like, how often or why would we as humans ever think anything outside of those realms, you know, Mm -hmm. was not God. And so it led me literally to think about, man, why have I never thought of that? Maybe I feel kind of out of focus is kind of where I felt my thoughts going. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit just spoke really clearly to me. Like, you know, your eyes can get out of focus. Mm-hmm. And so then it's kind of a joke with my friends that the scripture says that Jesus taught in parables, but they'll say, but Misty speaks in analogies. And so <laughs> I, tend to, I tend to have an analogy for everything. Um, I love it. I just love that, like, it helps me relate to God, and I think it can help me relate to others, but essentially, I literally started thinking, like, man, when your eyes are out of focus, what does that mean? So, of course, you know, I decided to do some research. Mm-hmm. And Thank you, Google. <laughs> I know, right? But there is an eye condition that um, can occur. Um, literally, it's called presbyopia, which is a very hard word to say, but um it, it literally is just a condition that's caused by the hardening of your lens that's inside of your eye. And the, it causes your eye to not be able to focus on near objects. And so it's not the same as being nearsighted, but it's similar. And so because the lens has been hardened, the eye cannot focus. Mm. And literally, I just felt the prompted to write in my devotional, Lord, where am i hardened how have i been hardened if my mind and my heart aren't able to focus on you this it has to be similar to this like if this can happen to my physical eye if it can be hardened and it can prevent my ability to focus then the same must be true for my spirit mm. and for my spirit it could be true because of my mind so i literally was prompted to to speak that prayer to him like where am i hardened and then to ask myself the question, if I'm having trouble focusing on the nearness of you, because your word tells me that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So you're closer. And if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So if I'm not able to recognize how close you are to me, I'm not able to recognize your nearness to me. Why is that? Where have I been hardened? Mm -hmm. Like, show me where that spark is. Was it a hurt or an offense? Um, was like, where do I rest until this gets sorted out? Like, how is this corrected? And so then of course, like anybody who probably shouldn't Google things, Google thing, <laughs> I, I continued to, to Google, like, what is the cure or the treatment for that disease? Like, can it ever, can the hardness be reversed? And the answer was it, they're provided corrective lenses. Oh, wow. I mean, like, how crazy is that? And so the same is for us, like, correction, not in the form of, like, you've done something wrong, but correction as in, let, I'm going to turn you around. Let me reshape your focus. Mm-hmm. Like, and so for us, like, yes, the hardness can be reversed, even in you just continuing to draw near to him and speaking, you know, that that prayer to have that revealed to you. He wants you to be able to recognize his nearness, and so in the in the reading, like leading up to Philippians, the things that we're supposed to have our minds focused on, that we're supposed to be thinking about um, that Paul is writing for the believers. we may have a hard time focusing on that because we may be hardened, And so maybe we need to submit ourselves to God, you know, spend some time in prayer, go to a close friend or a mentor, um, you know, and pray about some of those things. But that's kind of where, where my mind was going this morning when I was thinking about being strong in my mind. And then I think that's kind of where it popped up for us when you and I were talking, Mm -hmm. when Proverbs was talking about giving us an insight, like giving us the ability to see things. Um, We may not, be active in common sense or, you know, good, strong, critical thinking if we're not focused on the right thing. Yeah. And so we, that just reveals the utmost importance to keep our minds focused on Christ.
0: That's so good. I love that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your analogies, Missy. You're welcome. <laughs> Man, as we're talking about this, I feel uh a little shame or guilt or you know that striving start to take place like oh man this is so good i really need to do this more you know like i i really need to think about what i'm thinking about more and i don't want people to as we're listening to this to think um to think about earning our way to god or making him happy because we're thinking happy thoughts like that's not what we're talking about in all of this We're really talking about digging in and leaning in to what he's already provided for us on the cross, you know, like Mm -hmm. having a strong mind being like he says over and over in the Old Testament, he tells individuals to be strong and courageous Yeah. and that that goes to their heart, their soul, their person, their mindset, their attitudes about what it is that he's about to tell them to go do, you know. Have a strong stance. Um, even in Ephesians, when we're, you know, we, talk, we teach our little kids about the armor of God, right. at the end of that, he says, after you've done all of this to stand, stand firm. Mm-hmm. And this is not a place of striving or trying to get there. This is a place of surrendering. Exactly. We always come back to that word where we surrender and we allow the Holy Spirit to do this strengthening in us. And then it just brings such a joy. Nehemiah yeah. eight ten says, don't be de- dejected or sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's so true. Like we really can be strong, any kind of circumstance or situation that we're in, there's a joy in the Lord that we can just rest in and be strong. He is our strength. He is our shield. Um, and we just trust him with all of our heart. We give our heart to him and we see how he makes us strong. Yeah. I love this. So should we do daily affirmations? I have some close friends who do daily affirmations and it has really turned their life around. But when I think of the word affirmation, I always think of the Saturday Night Live skit, you know, with the little girl in yeah. the, <laughs> looking in the in the mirror. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, especially if like I mean, if we go back to one of the first verses that we shared to so do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed mm-hmm. in your mind. And so I the, it, to me, daily affirmations are one of the best ways that we can transform our mind. Like my mother had a stroke, a uh, pretty severe one, about seven weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned through this process is like all of the knowledge she's learned over her 79 years on life, everything that she's learned still lives in her brain. Yes. But the pathways to connect those thoughts together or that that knowledge together so that her mind can tell her mouth what to say and work in coordination with her voice box like it's just the way God made our bodies is just so intricate but it's all there. Um, it just has to be rewired mm-hmm. And so that makes me it's the same thing for me when we're thinking about daily affirmations and like our mind being transformed I have thought for a long time, That I'm not okay. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Because my body doesn't look like everyone else's body. Mm -hmm. And so my mind has believed, no matter how much I know the opposite of that to be true, my mind has, has believed And then has told my heart, which hasn't been hidden somewhere, (laughs) um, you know, over the course of my years, that there's still something wrong with me and I'm not enough. And until the Holy Spirit exposes some of those areas where I get in a conversation with somebody, you know what I mean, that I trust or whatever in my quiet time with God, I don't know that that's still a problem for me. Mm -hmm. And that's one area, like, in this season of, like, being strong in my mind, being strong in my spirit, being strong in my health that has been uncovered for me, like, And I think that's where that prayer for uh, at the beginning of of all of this came is wanting freedom in that realm. And so daily affirmations, like you said, as long as it is true to scripture, you know, and it and it is healthy. I think daily affirmations are a positive thing and it has to do with our intentions. Like we're not trying to um, puff ourselves up or be arrogant or confident like, you know, Paul talks about. We literally just talked about this last week. We're not, if we're to boast in anything, it's in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, daily affirmations are not a form for us to boast about like ourselves or our abilities. It's not about that, but it's about replacing and rewiring some of those things that we've thought about that formed those patterns of thinking, which then form or inform our actions and reactions.
0: Yeah. Just daily affirming the truth of the Word of God in our life. And choosing, like we said before, choosing to submit ourselves to the truth of who he says we are and living and walking and moving in that, you know, taking all those thoughts captive and making them in submission to Christ. Yeah. Um, That to me is what thinking strong is all about misty i really appreciate you doing this this has been fun and i can't wait to talk about being strong in our bodies next week yeah it's been exciting all right see you then thanks so much for joining us today for all of the details links and downloadable plans for this series please visit our website at lovehopeandstories.com and click the tab be strong september in the menu bar or click today's title to view this episode's show notes Subscribe to Love, Hope & Stories anywhere you listen to podcasts and join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the discussion going. I hope you are feeling encouraged
1: to be strong this September. Bye, friends.